Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the My Taught You podcast. And I know I have been absent with the interviews, but I am back. Um, today I have Ursula Steven, um, uh, master hairstylist. Um, Ursula is the visionary stylist behind some of Superstar Rihanna's most celebrated looks. Ursula Steven is the go-to expert for today's top personalities in fashion and entertainment. Ursula has worked with iconic fashion photographers. Her editorial clients include Vogue, WL, Harper's Bazaar, Rolling Stone, and so much more. She has created memorable looks for brand campaigns that include Gucci, my favorite, DKNY, MAC, H&M. I mean, we can go on. And her celebrity clients are Rihanna, Kerry Washington, Rita Ora, Mary J. Blige, Laverne Cox. But if you go to her Instagram and if you go to her website, you can see that there's so many that we probably don't even have time to list she is a Unilever global hair care brand ambassador and the owner of Ursula Steven, the salon um, in Brooklyn. I saw, okay, so Ursula first, welcome. <laughs> welcome. That was nice. That yes, was really you're nice. Like, you're like, oh, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> but you and I met and sat down probably like last summer, and I think we were connected by Lawrence. Yes. yes. Lauren's like, you have to meet. How do you not know Ursula? I'm like, I don't know how I don't know Ursula. But we sat down and we started talking and I felt like we went to seven. Like we'd been knowing each other since seventh grade. Oh, man. oh, yes. Oh, thank you. That felt nice to hear. Yes. So I'm happy to have you here. And I want to just I want to start at the beginning. You've been doing hair since the beginning of time. So what are some of your earliest memories of doing hair, Ursula? Like, when do you remember even caring about hair? I remember well, some of my earliest memories are definitely in my mother's basement, okay. which um, well, doubled as my salon and also her laundry room. And it was uh. her way of keeping the hair in one place because, you know, yes. once you start playing around with hair in the house, it ends up, you know, in the, in the food and in the, yes. in the fridge and places like that. So my mother definitely tucked me away mm -hmm. in the basement and gave my area. And it was the, one of the best things that she could have ever done. Like okay. I, that was that was her way of definitely supporting me because my mother is not a hairstylist. And you know she knows she knows not, nothing about hair, but she knew I love to do it, and that was one of her her ways of, of definitely um saying I'm you know I'm gonna support this. Yes, my mom. I used to braid hair and get that braid hair all through the house, and my yeah. mom would be like, "Get out!" Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely uh, I definitely know. But okay, so you you go you finish high school and you decide I'm gonna do hair. Well, I finished junior junior high school, and I decided I I, I think I want to do hair because I really? know I know I don't want to do anything else. I'm I'm not you know I I mean obviously I can add and subtract, but I'm not a genius, and it was never my thing. So I was always into something artsy, you know, dance, music, and um you okay. know things like that, and anything that was creative, anything I could do with my hands. And when it was time to go to high school, I told my mom like you know I, I want to do hair, and she mm -hmm. found out from you know her hairstylist friend that there was a high school that taught, you know, cosmetology at the same time. And that's where it started. So really? Yeah. That's where so it started. That's such, I mean, so you have, I mean, though young, so much experience. I, well, it comes from just, you know, zeroing it in on that mm -hmm. one thing that I really love. And I think that's very important for people to, for the millenniums, as they say, <laughs> to, to really, um, practice you know a lot of people 
I notice, you know, they, they have a love for one thing, but they're doing another, they're working somewhere else and they're so upset about it. Yes. And it's like, I just feel like I, I just consume myself with all things beauty and not just here. Right. I just, I love the whole world of it. Yes. If you, if you're my friend and you, or, or you know me around me, I'm always in the mirror. Like, and I have, I'm not, I'm unapologetic about it because this is my, this is the feel I'm in. Right. I, I'm looking at myself. I, I love to look good. I love to feel good about myself. So, um, I just consume myself with all things beauty. Right. You know what I mean? I, I I was curious about everything, even television, even even before I was, you know, old enough to understand. I, I was into I Love Lucy. I'm watching it. I'm dissecting it. I'm I'm loving everything about it from, you know, from the hair, the makeup to the performance to everything. So wow. just really surrounded myself with all things beauty. Everything that I just was very curious about it. Got it. And I think also being really naive, you know, not right. really knowing and and, and, want, and asking questions and just want to know how and why. And just always being naive and not being afraid. And I think a, a lot of times I tell people that I'm shy and they don't believe it, mm -hmm. but I'm very shy. I, I can be very shy, but the difference between me and another shy person is that I'm very brave. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be very shy, but I'll be willing to take the chance. And that's one of the things that I think has brought me a lot of success. Okay. So how did you transition from behind the chair to magazine covers, videos? Like what was the, at what moment did you, transition from I do hair in a salon to I am master stylist Ursula Steven everyone knows me I, I think it just it, it it was an easy it wasn't a, I, w I want to say I don't want to say easy I'm okay. gonna take that back take that back <laughs> it, it was it was just a, a, a natural you know transition I, it was it was something I wanted and, and I was I, I was frustrated so I, I always put it out there I would even tell my clients at the salon like oh my god I can't wait till one day you know some big superstar just rescues me from the salon <laughs> and takes me away and then you know it literally it, it literally kind of like happened that way but really it, it's, it, it was never like one thing it was just it was like domino effect. It's like it's like you when you ride an escalator and you see before you get on the escalator, you see how mm -hmm. far you're gonna go. But then when you're on it, you really don't feel the graduation and you kind of just end up there. It was kind of like that. Like it was just like I every, I every opportunity that came, it turned into another one. And just yeah. because I was willing and able and just you know like I said, brave to take the chance, I think it it happened. You know. Yeah. And you know I, I did a music video. Didn't know anything about doing a music video with one of my clients. She was you know got a record deal and she I always did her hair at the salon so she thought it made sense for me to do her at you know do her for a video and I was like do her I was like, right why like, not just no one taught me no one said this is what you do I just grabbed everything off my salon station threw it into a, a, a suitcase and and was there and just kind of just did it you know I just yeah feel like I just did hair I, I didn't really concentrate on anything else that was going on I just really did what I came to do and even to this day I'm very, very like I'm in my department like people ask me about certain things on set or certain things about an artist. I'm like, I don't know. That's not my business. I'm just, this is what I do. I'm in my and department. Also, and also stay out my way. <laughs> stay out of my department while you at it. I, 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 this is what I do, you know? So I've always yeah, been yeah, very yeah. like that. <laughs> okay. So from what I read, you became known in the industry with the Bob on Rihanna, but you guys had to sort of like work work it out on your own since L.A. Reid had sent someone to watch you cut the hair for the album yeah. or something? Well, what people don't know is that, you know, you see these artists, they look amazing and they look great, hair, makeup, wardrobe, but there's a lot of a lot of politics that go behind their look or their, mm -hmm. you know, their debut or whatever the case may be. And at the time, you know, Rihanna was a, a, a new artist and it, everything was a, for her was a developmental thing and trying to figure out what, what you know, right. what worked and what didn't. And what she was doing was working, but it was now, it was like that escalator. It was time to transition and figure out what's next. You have new music coming out and you want, you want to look different, but also 
the label is very like, you know, we want her to have long hair. They, they have a certain, for them, they have a certain look that they have in mind that they think sells or works for, you know, quote unquote. Right. So at the time, you know, she was working on her sophomore album and it was, you know, she was itching. She was ready. She, she needed something new, something different. And I, I could see her, you know, blossoming in, into this different artist and this different person, just basically growing up, you know, and she wanted a new look and I was mm-hmm. overdoing the same shit anyway. So, right. And, you know, um, like you like you said, L.A. Reid, you know, we had they had they always have like someone there that's, you know, that middle person between like the quote unquote mm-hmm. L.A. Reid and, you know, us to make sure things are going right. Because right. at the end of the day, it's, they're spending their money. You know, they want to make sure that this shoot, right. everything that goes behind the shoot is a, a lot of money. And then the small thing is the hair and makeup that really is going to make sure everything ties in together. So, yeah, we had we had someone to kind of because right. she was going from being long and brown for, for this whole time. And then yeah. now she wants to go short and black everybody's like in a frenzy you know what i mean except for me and her so we're and like that, <laughs> you know we're doing and, and i felt like that's what really set yeah. her look off though so so you yeah. you fake cut it with the yeah. with the representative there and then y'all left and right. real so like said, really I, cut know, it on your own bob and i was just like I, I don't really like people like like i said stay out my department like if i say i'm gonna do this let me do it like you know and and, and when you're a hairstylist or even a makeup artist or anything any service type mm-hmm. of service um you know, business, everyone, it's, uh, people want, want to see, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and it's hard to show you if you don't let me do it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. So it's like, all right, you can't, I can't work proper, properly. I made a deal with Rihanna in the bathroom. Like, listen, I'm, I, you know, you know, I know how to do it. Right. But we just going to do this real cute little cute bar, make her feel good tonight. And when we get to set tomorrow, her hair and makeup, we're going to, we're going to definitely <laughs> do what we plan to do. And also, I'd, I'd like to be inspired. Exactly. I'd like to be, you know, around makeup and hair and all the clothes and see what's really happening. You know what I mean? And then that kind of inspires different things to come out mm-hmm. of me as well. So I was like, let's just wait till, till the time, to the right time and place for us to really get this this cut the right way. And then that's what happened. Get the, exactly. Okay. So I feel like the upside of creating iconic hairstyles for one of the world's biggest stars is that it had, it pushed your name to the forefront, but I imagine there had to be some downsides, Ursula. Do you feel like maybe you were stereotyped? Do people assume you're too expensive now? Are you too uh, expensive? You know, it's like, what are, what are you, how does this work? You know, when you love to do hair, you're doing hair in a salon and it's like, you, you go from yeah. do, doing a lot of people's hair to doing one person's hair. Does that get boring? D- you know, d- how are people right. now perceiving you? Do they think you just do black hair? Let's start from the top. Like, First of all, yes, it definitely, it, it definitely, it, people yeah. definitely categorize you or they feel like they can't touch you anymore. And, and that's a, that is a downside for me because I just want to do everyone. Right. I don't give a damn who you are. You know what I mean? If you want me to cut your hair and I see you got some split right. ends, honey, let me, give me a scissor. Like, I, 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 I'm that kind of person. So it, 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 it definitely, I don't know if the, if the word is hurtful or disappointing, right, but right. it is like that when even people, like my salon has been open for four years and people are still kind of like, oh, um, you have a salon? I'm like, yeah, like mm-hmm. I've been talking about it. You know what I mean? Or, you know, I, oh, oh my God, oh my God, I've walked by all the time. I just like, you know, it might be too expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. You know what I mean? Come in and have a conversation. And I'm a real, I'm a real person. Like right. I'm not gonna, you know, be silly and charge people this crazy price. Like I am in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, and I have to respect the neighborhood and respect, you know, the people that are around me. Obviously, yes, I do separate myself because I know who I am and I know what what I what I give. So you know, it's, it's obviously it's going to be a, a different price point than everybody else, mm-hmm. but it's going to be worth it. And to the question, you know, am I too expensive? That I just had a conversation about that this weekend. And it's like. 
I came to the realization like, no, it's not that I'm too expensive. You just can't afford me. And that's fine. That's fine. That is totally fine because guess what? Mm -hmm. When you walk into Louis Vuitton, you don't say, you, no one says Louis Vuitton is too expensive or Chanel is too expensive. Everyone who wants to own a, a, a Louis Vuitton piece or, or a Chanel piece, they save their coin. Okay? They save that they coin. Do what they and, have and they to do what they got to do. They, they buy all the BS bags in the, in, in the interim <laughs> and you know, this going to work. But on the side note, they, they saving under that mattress. They putting away that money. Mm -hmm. For that for that bag so i feel like that's me it's like you can't knock me down and say i'm too expensive i'm not too expensive mm -hmm. because there's a market for everyone out here at this point if you want to spend 15 dollars on a wig they, they're 15 wigs have fun if you want to spend 1500 on a wig there you go you that, that's you're going to get what you pay for so for me yep. I, I i i had to kind of you know because you go through that as a person you know you have a business that and they regardless right. of whether i have a celebrity attached to my name i still am a a woman, mm -hmm. you know, I, I I have a business. I'm black, and and this and that that's what it is. When you take away all the other, all the other, you know, sparkle mm -hmm. and you know shine, that's what it is. So I, I'm looking to, to work with the, with the everyday woman and and service the everyday woman and and make sure that we can you know right. meet their needs. And you have to pay for it, and that's what it is, you know. And I had to let that go. Right. You've you've attained a level of expertise. You've been doing hair from the beginning of time, and this is just what your service cost the end you know when you walk around and say somebody's too expensive what does that really mean it doesn't it doesn't mean that that's how the, the people I, I want us to really change our way of speaking of when it comes to that because it, it really doesn't make sense you just can't afford yeah. it that's one thing but it's not that i'm too expensive because they have people that charge in triple celebrity stylists that charge way more than me for haircuts you know what i mean and, they, and they're getting it yeah i I like that. I definitely like that approach. You know what I mean? Because it's not just about, it's not just you saying that to someone else. It's about you allowing someone else to sort of value themselves and saying, you're not too expensive. This person is just not your clientele. It's not your customer. And that's not bad. Right. And it doesn't mean everybody's not for everyone. But it's like, if you're looking for this particular type of haircut style, whatever, this is what, this is who you go to and this is what it costs. Okay. So I want us to talk, uh, switch gears just a little bit you've worked with tons of celebrities and what did you learn when you went from working behind the chair to working with celebrities in terms of like was there a different professional etiquette that that you had to do when you worked with celebs or are you like no i think it's the same professional etiquette but the bar it should be raised a little bit more you okay. know, you're around celebrities and you're, you're in the room with them during uh, uh, intimate times here in makeup. And, and a lot of things are, are going to be spoken about. People are, mm -hmm. are going to come into the room, their managers, their agents are going to be talking about private things that they that their booze. They, yeah, that they, a lot of things. So I just feel like you, it's the same. It's the same etiquette. Like if I'm working mm -hmm. behind the show, my clientele, whatever we speak about is between us. I respect them. They respect me. You know what I mean? And that's just mm -hmm. what it is. And they're always right. So it's the same. It's the same thing. Like I said, it's just elevated. You like you, you you're, you're holding on to bigger information at this point. Like, you know, you know, you know when somebody album is going to drop. You know, the world don't know. But you know that tomorrow right. at 6 a.m., this client right here in front of you is dropping a dropping an album and such and such is featured on it. And honey, it's top secret. So if you open your mouth, that's going to be a, a yeah. major problem. You get what I'm saying? It's you have to. It's, right. it's a different level of of secrecy, a different level of respect, and that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so are there some things you should and shouldn't ask or should and shouldn't do? Like, should you take pictures? Because I know a lot of people are relying on getting an Instagram picture with so and so client. 
What do you think people should do when it comes to that? I think people should really fill out their client and, and also figure fill out the position they play in that in that client's, you know, glam squad, you know. If you're if, mm-hmm. if I'm a new if I'm new and I'm just coming into a camp first day in and I'm, and I'm working with a new a new client celebrity you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I come in no I'm not asking for any pictures it's not happening you don't do that because those, okay. everybody's hip to it everybody knows oh I, can, I take a picture with this celebrity I put it on my page I get a couple more followers you know what I mean everyone's hip to it right. and no right. and, and your client doesn't want to feel the pressure from you that she has to do that for you one mm-hmm. she may not even know you like that you know what I mean, you just, I mean that's one right. two even if she does know you like that. Still, you you want to keep a certain sense of secrecy amongst your clients, and if they feel you work with them and you fill them out, if, they, if they're into the social media thing and, and it's all fun for them, then you do it. But you don't want to force a client because you don't want to be the, the the hairstylist or the makeup artist that the client feels like, oh feel like oh gosh, oh she's doing me today, oh my god, she's gonna she's gonna beg me for an autograph for her little sister, you know she's gonna she's gonna yes. you know they don't like it. And, <laughs> and I'm telling you, people are yeah. funny. Clients are just funny. They won't say anything to you, but you just won't you just won't be hired again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or they they I may be closer to them. Right. You may be filling in that one day doing their makeup and they may complain to me and say, oh, my God, she's uh, such a groupie. You know what I mean? I won't hire her again. And then that puts everybody in a, in a, in a mm-hmm. weird situation. So I think just read, read your situation and your surroundings and let those things come come naturally. Just let them come naturally. If you're good and you're fun, clients are going right. to want to take pictures with you. If you're having a fun day on set or, or you're having a great press day, of course your client is going to want to take pictures. Hey, guys, let's take a picture. But don't be don't be the stalker, weird person that's always coming yes. and want a picture because, oh, want something signed or want a free ticket. They don't like that. They just don't. And they won't say it. It's more, and also that business, is, <laughs> is, that's what I'm saying, it's, it's just elevated. Yeah. Even in the salon, sometimes you have, you're, you're a stylist and you have a class. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, a client you see her all the time and you just think maybe last time something was a little weird I mean, maybe I said too much or and then guess what you just won't see the client again she won't call you she won't show up she just go to someone else that's it's, it's elevated just like that in our industry but right it's a little more it's weird because you know what I mean everyone's involved now like your agent knows because your agent is trying to figure out why you're not getting mm-hmm. called anymore so now your agent knows now it's awkward for her to tell you why so it's a whole thing you know what I mean it gets it's a little more poly, you know political when it comes to that world okay you know so yeah I, to- I totally get it so I I mean you're ultra talented Ursula but I there's something special about you that has kept you in business are there any special things that you do that aren't necessarily related to the fact that you're just so good at hair that have kept you in business? Do you think? I, I mean, I'm sure they have, they have to be right. Because everyone, because mm-hmm. I'm not the only great hairstylist ever, you know, no. there's a lot of people that can curl hair and do amazing updos and all those type of things. Um, but I feel like that question is always so hard for me to answer because I feel like it's like a little okay. narcissistic. I feel like maybe you have to ask like a client of mine, but I don't okay. know. I think for, for myself, I, I feel like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. always myself 100% of the time. That's it. Okay. That's it. Like, there's nothing I- else. Like, it, I'm, I'm, I'm goofy sometimes. I'm quiet sometimes. I'm moody. I'm just myself. You know what I mean? I just, and I, I'm professional. I come to work. I come to make sure that my client looks amazing. And I, and I think... I have a ton of vision when it comes to that. And, that, and that's but what I'm about. Is it, and maybe so, I'll just help you or guess, but is it the fact that you are like, 
you're so into fashion. And I imagine you probably come to clients like, yo, we got to do this. And you know, things that we probably have never even thought. And it's like, call Ursula because I know she's got my next look on her. I know she's got the thing that's going to like take me to the next level or, you know, make people notice me because there are a lot of people who are on the red carpet. The BET Awards just happened. And there's just a lot of hair I don't remember. But it seems like when you do hair, people remember it. Oh, thank you. Or they talk about it. Like the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you you know, so it's like, if I want to make a statement, I'm going to call you. I would oh, think I like that maybe that's the answer that I think I, yeah. I think that I do like I I, I bring fun to it because I, I know hair is so touchy and sensitive mm-hmm. and I know changing your hair I, I make it seem so easy probably but, but a lot of clients are so afraid so I think that could be one of the things that I kind of make it seem so easy and I I, I don't I, I don't want them to take themselves so seriously I want them to feel fun and feel like it's gonna be amazing and know I, that they're safe with me Oh. You know, I think that's what one of the things I, um, I try to make them feel like they're safe. You're safe. Mm-hmm. It's, gonna, it's gonna look great, and if it's not, I got you. I know how to tweak it to make it work for you. And you know what I mean? Right. I, I make it fun. I like. I like it. I love to do here. I love to. I love that. I love that. I just love to see people looking good. And when I, you know, show them a different look and that smile, that feeling, that feels so good. It just feels amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So. I also read that you have made anywhere from ten thousand to two hundred fifty dollars for the same uh, like hairstyle. How did you get comfortable negotiating your rates, or did you just say, "I got to get an agent because I don't like this"? Because a lot of us are out here and we're working and we're too afraid to say it's going to be ten thousand, it's going to be five thousand, or it's going to be five hundred. Like in the beginning, was it difficult for you to, to uh, talk about money? Are you comfortable you talking about money talking now? About money. Like what no, was the process? I, I mean, I, I think that I think that I'm comfortable talking about money. I with am. Other people that have <laughs> the same type of money that I have. You know what I mean? Like I have no problem talking about money in that way. But it's always when you have to be the okay. stylist and then also the person with the handout for the money. It gets weird in our business. So when I say I'm afraid that I'm afraid, it, it's kind of like in that way. So I I like having an agent to have that barrier in between me okay. and the client. So that way I'm not the bad guy. I just I'm gonna concentrate on okay. what I'm great at. You know what I mean? I just hate talking about money. It's just too it's okay. just annoying. You know what I mean? But what I have to, I'm very good at it. Believe me, mm-hmm. I, I do believe in my worth and I, and I know what I deserve. So I have no problem negotiating with that. But I just like to keep the the air between me and my client very clean, so that we we could you know it's 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 no no like you know animosity between us. So it's in this business and the, the industry I'm in and the position I'm in right now, it's, it's a lot yeah. better for my agent to discuss numbers than I would, you know? Is there something that you do now that you just, uh, that you wouldn't do before? So now is it just like directly go to my agent versus were you, were you originally doing all of your own stuff? I, I was, I was doing my own stuff in the beginning, like in the really early days. Like, and that, and that was a disaster, okay. honey. Cause I was like, child, I was working. <laughs> yeah. I was working, trying to set invoices. I was like, I don't know about this computer. Computers hate me. I don't, I don't really care for them myself. So it was a whole thing, you know? So it was like, I was working, then I was working crazy. And then I couldn't remember the invoice. So mm-hmm. it's, that's another way reason why it's great to have an agent because I just don't have the time. 
I don't yeah. have that time to work and still be creative. And when you're a creative person, I'm super creative. I don't want to, I don't want to write anything. I, you do it. Like I push it away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like when you're a creative person, that's what you're mm-hmm. great at. And I, and I had to really come to that realization but for how myself. Did you- like, girl, you're not really too great at that. So you might need to start delegating certain things. Okay, but how did you get comfortable sort of like splitting your money? Because I think some people take issue with that of like, I'm going out, I'm doing this job, but I got to give my agent X percent and they're, you know, and they're sending emails. Like, did you did you ever feel some type of way or do you feel like it's worth it to pay somebody? And how did you come to terms with that? I mean, it's like it's definitely 50 50. Sometimes I I. I think now that I've had an agent, I've had two agents, I understand now the pros and the cons of having an agent. Okay. So for me, it's like, I don't have a problem splitting my money. I feel like people have this thing about them, like, I don't want to split my money. Let mm-hmm. me tell you something. Y'all going to have to split your money some way, somehow with somebody. Yep. You, yep. Don't come up, you don't come up by yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't just get a bag of money and you don't owe nobody. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. You don't owe nobody? That's, <laughs> that's not realistic in this world. Mm-mm. Whether it's Uncle Sam, whether it's an agent, whether it's whether I say F my agent, I'm gonna just get my assistant to do it, I still gotta pay her. Yeah. So it's like when you, everybody wanna walk around like they don't wanna need an agent. Yeah, you need, some people don't need an agent at, at, at some point in their career. When you get to a certain level, you may not need an agent. You may be that great and you establish where you know what? I don't have an agent anymore. I don't need anybody to really shop me around because I'm ready that name people are calling me fine mm-hmm. i understand that person but you're young and you're on the come up it's great to have that structure mm. it's great to have that structure and it's also a cachet i'm mm-hmm. gonna keep it real it's a cachet yeah because you want to be associated with a, a certain name and that's how it goes people are not just walking in i mean they have some you know amazing stories people have i mean you know that have been rescued from salons or <laughs> right. rescued from you know I, I, this is my cousin and she do amazing hair been rescued that's fine but when you start looking at big companies like Dove, like Suave, like mm-hmm. you know, like Gucci, when they're looking for a stylist, they're not coming into a salon. They're mm-hmm. going to the top agencies to find out who can do this advertising, a- advertising, um, you know, campaign. right? You and that's so. And that's, that's the pros and cons of, every, of of the whole agent thing. You know and what I mean? Feel, and I feel like, and that's how they've earned their worth. You know what right. I'm saying? So yes. while, you, while you don't see the legwork, you don't view the leg worth as quote unquote worth it. They built this years and years and years ago that people are coming, like you're paying for people to come directly to you. So right. I agree with you and I appreciate you yeah. saying that. So you're racing against the clock to wrap three projects. You're prepping for a meeting later in the afternoon All the while, you are still trying to tackle that mountain of paperwork. Welcome to life as a freelancer. Challenging? Yes. But our friends at FreshBooks believe the rewards are so worth it. Let's face it. The working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for the self-employed. To meet this need, my friends at FreshBooks are excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built for exactly the way you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features. 
What are they, you ask? You can create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds. You can set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster. We love that. You can see when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to the guessing games. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com backslash my taught you and enter my taught you and the how did you hear about a section. I want to talk about the salon. I want to talk about the salon. Okay. What made you decide to do it? And I just saw on your Instagram, is that like with the wigs and the color, is that the front of the salon? Yes. I changed That's the amazing. window. Yeah. I try to change the window periodically. That's banging. Okay. So what made you decide to do that? And, and how's it going? I feel like I just, it was just something that I just kind of just rolled, not rolled into that. It was like a thought that was like, you know what? It's time for a salon. I had a, um, I had a big birthday party and all this press and, you know, everybody in my face and asking me all these questions. And they asked me like, you know, where's your salon space? Do you have a salon? And I, I felt so stupid. Really? Not, not having a foundation. And mm-hmm. I feel like all the people that, all the stylists that I actually look up to and people who I admire, they have foundations. And that doesn't mean that, you know, just because they have it, that, that means I need to have one. But at that t- at the time, it made sense for me to have that foundation. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, there's times where, you know, opportunities to come around, come up, you know, oh, Ursula, do you have a salon team? We want to do this with you. And I'm like, I, I'm, I sound silly at this point in my career and I don't mm-hmm. have a salon or a team or I can't facilitate that. And I, I don't like to ever be counted out of anything because mm. of something small or, you know what I mean? Or right. not being prepared. Like, you know, it's like, I know people that lost the opportunity to go overseas, go to South Africa to do hair because guess what? They don't have a mm. passport. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Or they can't do this job because you got to drive to it. They're not, they're not giving us a car service. So you're going to have to drive. I got a car. I got a license. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I, I like to be prepared and equipped and ready for, for certain things that, that, you know, that for when the opportunity comes, I want to be ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to wait to get ready. I know some people, they go, they're going to turn 40 in, in two years. Mm-hmm. They wait till three months before to try to lose 50 pounds. Come on now. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You're right. about to be 40. That should be, for that whole year before, you're supposed to be on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? By the time you get there, it's supposed to be a breeze. Yeah. So I feel like, I felt like when I was asked that question, like, Earth, like, you, you, you walking all big and stuff and mm-hmm. doing all this. Like, what's next for you, girl? You know what I mean? And then yeah. at the time... I was running around with, with Ree and running here and it was great. And I, it was amazing. I was making a lot of money, but I, I wasn't hundred percent happy because I didn't have anything of my own. Mm, I yep. was running, I was running with her. It was great helping her build. And obviously, you know, I'm getting accolades, but that's it. Yeah. You just getting shine. You know, no, it's like accolades, you know, I, I wanted, I wanted something more and I knew that it was time for me to grow up. Okay. So I just, you know, I kind of put it out there and I was thinking about it and I was looking, I was trying to, you know, get a, I wanted to get a mixed-use building, and I had this big plan. I was going to secretly live upstairs and have the salon downstairs and all this good stuff, and I and I couldn't find anything like it. Okay. And it, if I did, it wasn't in the right area, you know, all that stuff. And then, okay. like, a year later, Re, Rihanna was about to go on tour for, like, 11 months. And okay. I was like, what? 11 and months. That sounds like a long time, you know? And then mm-hmm. I, at this around the same time, I got a call from, you know, a same realtor friend. Mm-hmm. Year later, he was like, "Oh, you know anybody that wants a salon space?" And I was like, "Me, wow. never saw it, never nothing." Got the address, met him over there, and I was like, "I'll take it." Wow! And, that's and- I decided to not go on tour, and I was like, "I'm gonna just take this time 
to figure out what's next for me. Wow. You know, I just wanted yeah. to figure out what's next for Ursula Steven. Yeah. Were you afraid? Like, if it doesn't work, I just missed out on an 11 month tour where I know I'm going to get paid? Uh, I wasn't. That's mm-hmm. so weird. I really wasn't afraid. I just felt like I was ready. Mm-hmm. Like, I was ready. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't afraid. And I had a lot of people to, to to support me. I had good people supporting me, good friends and who were in the business. And I, I, I just kind of just rolled with it. And I just said, all right, I'll take it. What's next? What I got to do? All right. And I just kind of just did it. And I, it just happened. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I get tons of team building questions. Um, and I know that you are thriving. Like you said, you are Ursula because you have a team. What's the first thing you, you're looking for when you're going to hire someone? When I'm going to hire someone, what I am not looking for <laughs> is, I'm going to tell you what I'm not looking for because girls okay. come to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to say it because I feel like now they're going to come and interview and, and they're going to lie. But, yeah, but that's okay because they, they, they'll, they'll still be found out. Trust exactly. me. Exactly. Yes. So one of the questions that I ask girls when they come to work for me is, what is your what's your goal in the in the beauty business? I don't say as a hairstylist. I do. I want to know in the beauty business what's your goal? Mm-hmm. You know, as a stylist, and the worst answer that you could tell me is that you want to be a celebrity stylist. Okay. You want to do freelance because guess what? I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for salon stylists. If I'm interviewing you for my salon, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for salon stylists. I'm not trying to hire another Ursula Steven because guess what? Ursula Steven don't even, her pinky toe don't even be in there enough. <laughs> so I'm not trying to hire somebody else that's going to be in and out of my salon. I need, I need, I need to know that all the work that I'm doing on the outside to drive mm-hmm. business into the salon, I need to know that I'm going to have a full and equipped staff here ready to service them. Right. That's what I need, you know? So those are the one, one of the things that really don't, don't really rub me the right way because I, I just, that's just not what I'm looking for. Right. But I mean? naturally, you know that that is what probably you attract that. What if of that's course. what if that's their long term goal? Right. You know, what if that's their five year tenure? Plan? Like, I want to come mean, in. Is I that mean, OK? If, I mean, if, if if that's what it is, then that's fine. But okay. I need to know that that when, when I interview that I that I'm getting someone that has a passion for working with the everyday woman. Okay. And I feel like because it's such a it's, it's so it's been so popularized now. Mm-hmm. To be a celebrity stylist, that everyone is forgetting about the everyday woman, and mm-hmm. they're one of the biggest consumers. Mm-hmm. You, you do a celebrity, you may do them once. Mm-hmm. You know, people think I see my clients every day. I don't. I don't see Queen Latifah every day. <laughs> I see her. I see her. I see her today for B. I saw her on Sunday for BET Awards. I probably won't see her again until like three weeks from now. Right. So if if you're a a, a person that's just getting into it mm-hmm. and you have no other clientele. And you do one, you know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. invest this once, are you are you willing to work once every three weeks right now? You know what wow. I mean? Right. Freelance is a build. Freelance is a build. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. It's not like being in a in, in a in a salon and people are just coming to you and you're you're always working. You're always making money. You're always making money. You're always making money. You know what I mean? It's not. Mm-hmm. It's two different worlds. Yeah. So you know you got to figure that out also with yourself mm-hmm. and know that it's not just something to jump into. It's something to build into. I, I worked in a salon for like what ten years before I did before I did freelance. Oh wow! I didn't know that. For ten years, I had a really big clientele. Okay, so that was that's why at first it was easy for me to jump into freelance, jump back and do them, and you know, okay. Okay. until freelance took me so took me away so much, I just couldn't do it. Right. And I never, I never quit the salon I worked at. I just kind of let it fade away because I couldn't quit because when I was off for that week in between of somebody calling me to do another celebrity, I had to eat, right, I had to work, right, I had to maintain that clientele, and it's very hard to to do freelance and, and maintain a salon, a salon clientele. So 
That's why I'm so concerned about it. Okay. So what about assistance? Do you have one? You have an assistant? I don't really have one. Okay. I kind of rotate, you know, okay. so every once in a while I'll take the salon girls out with me and, and do a job and they, they absolutely are not interested. <laughs> there's, there's one that I took out and I took her out and she came back, kissed the salon floor. was like, <laughs> this is where I want to be. I was like, okay. So the, the thing about it is when you work for me, you go, you're definitely going to get the opportunity. Okay. Like there's not, gonna, that's part of my whole program at my salon. You come, you work for me. I'm going to bring you out. Okay. I want to bring you out, you know, on a, on a job and so you can get a taste of it, see how it really is to be here, see if you mm-hmm. could, can you really handle the pressure? Because a lot of pressure, my, my position holds a lot of pressure. Okay. And they, so what didn't she like about it? She just couldn't. She just didn't really like it. She just said she really liked being in a salon. It, it just wasn't her thing. She didn't like the waiting and, you know, the pressure. It was just too much for her. Okay. She didn't like it. All right. Now. I'm going to get into your personal life, not about who you're dating and if you're dating, because it's like mandatory. But it's like, how does one have a personal life in this business? Like you just said, if you if someone if you were going to go on tour for 11 months, I imagine you've been on tour for 11 months before. Is it possible to have a personal life in this business? I think it's possible. You think I so? I, it's, it's absolutely possible. I mean, I've ne- just, to, just to let you know, I have never been on tour for 11 months. I've only okay. really done promo stuff. Like, I've, the most I've probably been away is like a month. Okay. You know what I mean? I've never really done like six months away or something like that. Okay. But, okay. Um, But I, having a relationship in this business is definitely possible. I think that for me, you make time for what you want to make time for. And, mm-hmm. and the guy that's going to love me is going to be patient. He has to just know I'm working. That's all it is. Like mm-hmm. I'm going for two days. I'm back. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'll make time for any guy that I'm dating. And I've always, I feel like through my freelance career, even just doing here, I've always had a boyfriend. Like you do. I mean, I, I ain't married yet, but I've always had a relationship. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, I've, I've dated guys that, that it worked for. Uh-huh. And I've been blessed to date guys that, you know, it actually worked for. Okay. Um, one thing I don't like, what mm-hmm. doesn't work for me is a guy that uses my job as his excuse. Mm. That's, that will get you cut off like, real quick. Like how? Give me an example. So this guy, um, I was kind of like in and out, kind of like dating and um, just dating, mm-hmm. casual dating, whatever. And he said to me, um, he always asks me like, what's up? Like, you know, when can I see you or when this? And I'm like, well, maybe wh- why, why can't you make a plan? You never make a plan. You, you've never, since I've known you, you never made a plan. And he's like, well, you know, your job, what your job is so, it's so hard and you're so busy. Stop. <laughs> okay. First right. First of all, that ain't your problem. That's not your excuse to have. That's my, my job is my excuse. Right. I'm the only one allowed to say I have to work. I can't do it. Right. As a man, you should say, listen, Hey, I know you're busy, but I have, I'm, I, I want to take you out to eat on Friday, whatever date and time. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what, then, then it's up to me to say, yes, I can do it or I can't. You know what I mean? Like right. my, my life is about dates and, and any adult right. <laughs> in this world, life is about dates. That's what it's about. If, if you're sitting around and you got mad time, <laughs> you got mad time and just waiting for me to just be like, nah, I can't deal. I can't date you. I need to have a man that's like, Okay. Well, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Oh, you know what, babe? I gotta work. So and let's 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 communicate. I love to communicate. Let's figure out when we're gonna get together and have our time. And I think that's dating me is fun because it's like that. You know what I mean? You don't see me, then you see me, then we kind of come back. It's always fun. You know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, come on, like yeah. I, I'm a I'm a I'm an adult. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a schedule to go by. I have a date book. I have a planner. I have. That's what it's for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Make a plan and that's what we're going to do. It. If I, I, I can take time off if I need to. If I need to take a week off on vacation, I can. Yeah. All those things are possible, but 
You I know, got, you got to know in advance. Somebody yeah, just let me know. And that's right. what, but isn't that any adult? Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you, you, when you work for MTA, you still got to put your, your vacation time in, don't you? Right, right. Okay, so why are you on top of me? Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get right. off me. Right. Shit, I'm over here working, trying to be great, and you over here worried about my schedule. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay, so what is, from this past weekend to today, what was, like, the week like for you? What is like a typical Ursula? If I'm if I'm fly on the wall, what am I saying? Well, it's not, nothing's ever t- typical, right? So you said that's like. It. I mean, I this week was I feel like last week was pretty light, but I went to um, LA for the BT Awards. Mm-hmm. I left on like Sunday morning. Okay, landed, hit the ground running, hopped in a you know car, mm-hmm. went straight to my went straight to Queen Latifah. I had to I think I landed like ten thirty. I had to be to her at like noon, so. Pretty much wow. straight from the airport. Okay. Went in, went in, started doing her hair, hair, makeup, wardrobe, everybody setting up, everybody going crazy. And well, I got there at 1230. She had to be out by three. Okay. Which is not much time. Okay. When you, when you think of everything, like a setup, the makeup. And, you know, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, back and forth and trying on this, trying on that. And then by 340, I'm down. I'm done. Like, that's it. Like, I'm on this crazy high and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just chilled. Like my girlfriend had like a pop up shop at her house in LA. She's a stylist. I went. I kind of hung out there, did that, and then I hopped right back on a, a red eye at what ten? My flight wow. was at 10, eleven. Landed at seven. Had a little break, and then I had a meeting in that evening when I got back. And I had a, I had one or two gigs this week. Okay. So, so this week is a little light. Okay. A little light, but there's times where I'm like, sometimes I fly in two days. Yeah. So I fly twice in one day. Like I almost flew twice in one day because. BT Awards, I got back on Monday and I was supposed to go to Atlanta on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But what happened with that gig, and that's the that's the weird thing about my job. So, so I'm I'm in LA now just on Sunday for the BT Awards, and I get the email like, listen, can you go to Atlanta on Tuesday? So now it's my turn to be like, okay, yeah, it will work. It can't work, it will work. Right. So that's what I say that it's not really typical. And that's mm-hmm. how that's where the, the curveball comes in because things come up, you know. Right. Yeah. And, you know, but I just, it, I couldn't, that job just couldn't work out. But if it worked out, I would have had to travel two times on Monday, coming back from LA that morning, rest for a couple hours, get myself together and hop back on a flight like Monday night. Wow. So that could have that happened. Yeah. That doesn't sound exactly glamorous, you know, like it sounds like sometimes tired, sometimes hungry, maybe. So. Yeah. It's yeah. not glamorous at all. <laughs> I, I know. Um. So I saw you on the Covator site and I saw there was a stack of books um, that I'm assuming were yours. What is your all time favorite business get your mind right book? If I'm like Ursula, I'm going through it. What should I read? What are you going to tell me? I'm going to keep it very honest. Like I, I, I'm really not into big on self-help books. Okay. I'm really not. I, okay. and if, you look, if you look at the stack of books, I have one book by Tony Robbins that's is called Money. Mm-hmm. Money something and um. That was actually, that was given to me by a friend, one of my clients at the salon. Okay. And that's probably, I'm going to read it. I haven't read it yet. Actually, I think I've probably had it for like two months and I haven't read it. Yeah. Somebody but, just, rec- my trainer just recommended it to me today. Really? But I saw you had like blunt rolling for dummies or something. Yeah. I, I like fun stuff like that. Like I'm not really, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to keep it honest. I really just this year was one of, one of my resolutions. It's not a real resolution because I don't feel like you just mm-hmm. have resolutions. I feel like you just, I just make 
you know, a list of things I need to do to be a better person for the year and mm-hmm. just for my life. So I, I incorporated reading again because I haven't read in a long time because it's so hard sometimes. Yeah. Read. People think you on these long flights, read. Sometimes I'm so tired that I will sleep for like 15 hours if my flight is 15 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard. So now I challenge myself to really get back into reading. But I would say I'm going to read that money book because I feel okay. like it's kind of self-help. But I'm very... I'm a person that really doesn't really believe in self-help books. I just mm. really believe in believe in the man above. And I feel like everything that people try to write in all these little self-help books, mm-hmm. it's kind of written. You know what I mean? And if okay. you kind of live that life, you, 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 you'll be rewarded. You know what I mean? So okay. I don't want to get too deep into that. But yeah. I do. I have, since I've challenged myself, I've read like Angie Martinez's book. Okay. Um, one of my clients, her name is um, Tracy Brown. I read one of her books. It was amazing. So I'm getting back into reading and it feels really, really good. So I'm always taking recommendations. Okay. For people I- who don't. Okay, I love it. Now, you have traveled the world. Yes. So if you're going anywhere in the United States because you want to go, where is Ursula going? Like, you know what? I got a free weekend. Where am I I going? You're going to be so disappointed with my answer, but I don't even care. Okay, because I'm going this and I'm going this weekend, too. (laughs) What is it? I'm going to Miami, baby. (laughs) No, I loved Miami for years. I love Miami. Okay. That's where your what are your some of your favorite places to go uh, restaurants like I was just in Miami a couple of weeks ago I think they just opened a new um, Four Seasons and there's this new restaurant oh, in really? there that's off the chain like you have to go like the bar okay. is so sexy it's like a champagne oh, bar okay. they okay. Su- they supposedly have that. that they supposedly have the most the highest like champagne um, menu like in the world so it just really? opened it's up near it's like North Beach you now about Harbor okay. but check that out but I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at Miami so. You go to Miami, where's your favorite place to stay? Where where might we see you? You you definitely will see me at W South Beach, one of my favorite hotels. Okay. I love that place. I okay. Mean, that's um, just, okay. To eat, I like Prime. Okay. Like I have to have a good, like, that's my meal. Like, I have to have a great meal at Prime. Okay. Um, I, and like, I like to discover new things. I play into my goal because I don't get to go as often, but I always mm-hmm. find new restaurants. But, you know, it's the it's the it's the staples. I feel, what's my spot that I go for breakfast? I forgot it right now. Oh, I hate that. It's but okay. I just walk everywhere. And just, you know, I like Mexican food. So I, there's a cute Mexican restaurant. I think it's on like the corner of the Dream Hotel, maybe. OK. I don't know the name of anything. I just know know it and just walk in and that's my spot. And that's it. Like, OK. Just walk Make- the beach. I hear it. I hear it. Okay. What about out of the country? You know, you're going out of the country. Where are you going? I love London, Japan, Australia. Those like my top three faves. Okay. Top three faves. I love London. It's just like, it's like a second home for me. Yeah. London's like kind of like New York and it's like New York and ultra expensive. Yeah. It's like Uh New York, but I feel like it's a lot more diverse. And Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, it's so many different people you see. And when you have, like, a group of friends, it's just so many different races in that group. It's amazing. Like, yeah, I haven't been in a while, but it's definitely one of my favorite places to be. I love one of my favorites in London is the Rosewood Hotel. And they have, like, this little bar that inspired, like, my living room here at my house. Like, it's just, like, this deep, moody. It's, like, people stay up late talking. The vibe is just right in London. So that's how I I did my living room, like, a bar in London. Really nice. I got to check that out. You do. When you come to Atlanta, stop by my house. But when you go to London, go to the Rosewood. Um, you're okay. Before we get into a listener question, because we'll be almost done. I have one last, okay. um, your go-to items for looking fly on the fly. Is there a particular sunglass brand? Like 
if you're running out and you're seeing all these high-end clients, you don't have a lot of time to change. What are some things that Ursula is like, I know if I have this, this, and this, I'm going to be good. Oh, I definitely have to have shades. I, I, I I'm always have like two or three sh- pair of shades on me all really? the time. Okay. Yeah. That's all I, that's really all I need. Okay. Shades, um, in a, a great shoe. That's okay. me. Like I have to have a dope shoe, like something. And it, it for me, for dope for me is something that's comfortable because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on my feet all the time. Mm-hmm. Comfortable and just like attractive. Like, oh shit, th- those are cute. You know what I mean? I love that. Like, okay. So me, a, a dope pair of shades and a, a good shoe. I'm good. And mm-hmm. I, I do black for work most of the time. Most oh. of the time I do black for work. Okay. Just keeping so, it easy. Yeah. I try to, I try to be, I, I like the real like casual sexy feel. I love that. Okay. All right. So before we, every, I ask my guests to um, answer a listener question. So I have listeners who write me, I have hundreds of questions in my queue, but they're always career based. And I figured you maybe could help us with this, but she says, um, okay, I am soon to be 27 and I have a degree in something that I really love fashion, merchandising and design. I thought that with the degree, I would work my way up in the part-time job that I've had for 10 years and one day become a district manager. I had the opportunity to become a manager, but it was not at the same pay that I'm making at my full time. And the job offered didn't have a guarantee 40 hours or benefits. So I turned the job down fast, fast forward another eight months and my full-time job in customer service is not doing it for me. What I mean by not doing it is that I dread going to work. I start thinking about how bad I don't want to go to work on Sunday. I wait till the very last minute to get get there with just enough time for me to get up and get to work with about five to 10 minutes to get settled. I'm just here so I don't get fired and end up not having a job. I really want to open my own business and get a master's degree. I started graduate school, but I stopped because I wasn't focused or applying myself. Secondly, I'm afraid to open my own business. The thought doesn't scare me, but having to deal with the failure of the business not working scares me. I've been told on more than one occasion by my mom and even my dad that I could come home and figure things out. But I'm 26 and I've been on my own since I moved off campus in 2010. I'm just all over the place. I've been to numerous workshops, bought countless books and haven't applied a single thing to my life. I even bought uh, your your journal. I have a journal um, Mm -hmm. and finding your dream job worksheet and they're all blank. What type of advice could you give me? Would you quit a job that you hated? So what would you say to this 26 year old Ursula? She's I mean, let, me, place. Let, me, let me start by putting my disclaimer out. Like, I'm not telling nobody to loot to quit their job, honey, and be broke. Okay. Right, right. But same. Mm-hmm. I would say the thing the few things that stuck out to me in her letter is that eight months later, she's even more miserable than she was mm. before. Okay. And you're waking up late, you don't want to be there. So you're already killing yourself slowly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That eight months, you could have took that chance mm-hmm. and did that other job. You know, yeah. it, a lot of times people, and I get it, you know, you need benefits and all that, but sometimes people stay in jobs for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Like, think about the bigger picture. You may lose benefits now in this mm-hmm. small frame of time with this new job, but in this new job, th- this may take you to another job and you may get even better benefits. So if you're right. just staying for benefits, it's like, what are you working for? Benefits or to be happy? Like, which one? Mm-hmm. Or to really build your career? Like, yeah. if you know what I mean? Like, it's just sometimes you have to lose something to gain something else. Okay. It's like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. For a long time, I didn't have insurance because it, I don't have a job that offers that. But right. guess what? I worked harder to make sure and figure out how does a person in my position 
get insurance. And mm-hmm. I figured it out. So it's like, if you're just going to stay in a job just for insurance, well, girl, hop over here and figure out how somebody like you mm-hmm. who, who work in a job that doesn't offer this could get insurance. They, they, you are in America, honey. There's, there's a, they got something out there. Yeah. You're yeah. going to be fine. You know what I mean? You have to take a chance. And sometimes when you're the most afraid is when you should jump. Ooh. The person, the person who jumps when they're afraid are the always the most memorable person. Mm. Think about when you're on vacation and you got a group of girls. Everybody's scared. Everybody's scared to jump off the cliff. I can't swim. I'm not jumping. Oh my god, I'm scared. Everybody's scared. Oh my, everybody's scared. The girl who never jumps and walks back down the cliffs. After a while, you laugh at her, and but nobody really talks about you after a while. But yeah. the person who is the most afraid and actually said, "All right, all right, come on, let's go, let's do it. One, two, three, and jump into that water." That person is the person that that sticks out and who's most talked about and who's the success the success story because they were so afraid and they did it. Yeah. And look what happened. Nothing. You swam and you came up and everything was all good. Yeah. So sometimes you have to take a chance on yourself. Yeah. If you're not willing to take a chance on yourself, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you nailed that. And normally I give yeah. my my um opinion, but I mean you nailed it. And that's really just the truth is that I think people think sometimes like benefits, like you said, I went years without having benefits. And when I could afford them, I got them. And when I looked them up, they weren't. It, it's like, I think people think benefits are going to be so expensive. Yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> I know some people that are in job. Oh my God. Just for the benefits. I'm like, girl, girl you just, it? Like, just, for, just for, oh my God. Like, yeah. And especially like, if you're young, it's cheaper that's to get thing. benefits. You're, you're, you're that's 26. Say. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're 27, girl. Like, you fine. You fine. You're going to find a little, a little free clinic here and there. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Be, be real careful with the, with these little guys you're dealing with. You're going to be fine. Yeah. You, just, you know what I'm saying? You're young. This is when you take the chance in your 20s. You know what, what makes me cringe and I feel so sad when I hear it? When, people, when I meet people that are my age, 35, 36, 38, mm-hmm. pushing 40, and they're like, yeah, I, I'm just figuring out my career. I'm like, girl. Mm-hmm. At 35 or 38, I'm tired. I'm trying to figure out my exit. Oh, Lord. But you, it sometimes it comes to people like everybody doesn't have the conviction. Sometimes no, I, I think, no, I get that. Some people don't have the conviction conviction of knowing. Like my, my best childhood friend, she knew she wanted to be a pharmacist from the time she was like nine. Right. Some people just don't get that. So I think sometimes it, People are late starters, but I think the sadder, the sadder thing is to, is for them to not start when it comes to you, make a move. Like that's my, yes, yes, yes. Make a move. Like if, if it hits you at 30, make a move. Just don't, do not wait a second longer. Yes. And that's how I feel. Like I'm not knocking anybody who just figured out. Cause I I agree. Like everybody doesn't have that. They don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, do it. And that that my advice to young people. I, that's the worst advice that I think older people give to young people is like, you have time. Mm. What? Let me tell y'all. Y'all have no time. You hear okay. what I'm saying? Okay. Y'all have no time. Do it in your twenties. Explore. Figure out. Try this job. Try that job. Figure this out. Do it in your twenties. Yeah. Because really, when you get to thirty, that's when you. That's a. That's real adulthood for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, right. It's, it's, it's very tiresome to be in your 30s, 35 and plus, and really trying to start something new. Mm-hmm. If I had to start now, I would be like, oh my God, like, really? But I'm so happy that I really started young and I, and I feel like that's, for young people, I just want to let y'all know, like, you know, really start now. If you're in your 20s, start it. Play around, experiment. Yeah. And when you, you fail, know? if you fail, get back up. Yeah. You in your 20s, do it. That's what it's for. 
Awesome. Well, Ursula, I'm so glad you came on the podcast. Tell us all where we can find you, like the website, the salon, the Instagram, the Twitter. Well, my name is my name is the same across all my social media um, platforms. So okay. it's at Ursula Steven, which is very long. I'll spell it out slowly. It's U-R-S-U-L-A-S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Mm-hmm. So that's my Instagram, Twitter, my website is at Ursula Steven or, you know, www.ursulasteven.com. Okay. Everything is my name. So I just try to keep it very simple. So you don't have to look to the salon email. too. The salon is Ursula Steven, the salon. Ursula Steven, the salon. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ursula. I really appreciate it. This was a super real talk moment and I will talk to you soon.